I wonder if they'll be in the studio. I bet you they probably will be. Maybe. Well, maybe. Well, I haven't heard that they've gone back yet, so probably not. But, I mean, if they just had, like, a couple of people in there just to do this. Speaking of the studio. Yeah, look at it. Oh, look how empty it is. Jeez. It's certainly Um, to be away from... uh, Supposedly, Sony wants to make their, like, live stream feel like an E3 presentation. I don't know how true that is, but I saw an article that, like, a day or two after it got canceled. (laughs) When you look at the the number of things we were able to accomplish in a pretty short period of time, it's, it's a testament to all the skills and passion at all levels of the company. The first case of a new potentially deadly virus has been confirmed in the United States, and it's right in our own backyard. Given the explosion of the COVID-19 virus in our state and globally, I will sign a statewide executive proclamation later today, temporarily shutting down restaurants, bars, entertainment, and recreational... I saw that uh, New Zealand's almost... Done with their, well, it really started for us uh, back in February outbreaks. when we were starting to hear early stages about the global pandemic. So I would hopefully, uh, the United States and Canada, because we both, both of us got hit last, for the most part, like, for terms of peak. But with all the protesting going on in the world, who knows? Yeah. We had to rise to this challenge and go from a studio all working in person day to day to working distributed all over the Puget Sound region. We developed a five-phase plan driven by five priorities, and the top priority for us was employee safety. So very quickly, it was developing a plan so we could get our employees working remotely and also ensuring that the day-to-day experience of playing Destiny was available for all of our players. Hot hot dog thing? Yeah. No, so far everything. My fat ass dogs wouldn't fit that thing. Particular about <laughs> Destiny is that we do work on Bungie machines to make sure that we keep certain aspects of Destiny secure, and so in order to do that, we had to look at provisioning up to 400 laptops, which was a huge number for us. We have artists, we have designers, we have writers, we have engineers, testers. There's so many different workflows that require specific technology. Oh wow, that's like just in his garage. <laughs> I was gonna say. So that I can, uh, some, uh, we were talking about that um, yes, a couple yep. weeks ago, like how to do the mo-capping. Is that dude recording voice lines in his closet? Yeah, that's Zavala. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Zavala. yeah. Oh, I knew it was Zavala, but I didn't know he was doing it in his closet. It's crazy. A lot of people like to record in their closet because so, like, all the sound dampening is in there. So, yeah, I guess the, the clothes in there would help too. Moments yeah. where uh, a team that's you know often behind the scenes suddenly came front and center. Our guys, they're willing to stay all through the night, and not a complaint out of a single guy. I mean, it's the best team I've ever worked with, and I could not be prouder to stand by their sides. You got it. <laughs> As we started to get in a position where we were operational day to day, we asked ourselves, well, what can we do locally? Bungie Foundation has been really busy, hard at work, and we wanted to make sure that our families, especially the most vulnerable families in our community, would be able to be taken care of in that time. So we asked ourselves, well, what can we do for kids in the area? So we 
we actually partnered with Boys and Girls Club in the area to help provide food for kids who were no longer going to school. They are serving about 500 meals per day. And at this point, since, since the middle of March, that actually equates to about 30,000 meals that they provide what? for families in, in, uh, in the Bellevue community. It's incredible stuff, but being able to use our infrastructure to support that. And then, of course, the huge effort with direct relief. We partnered with Direct Relief, and we wanted to find a way to support those who have been probably some of the most hardest hit in this pandemic, which are our frontline healthcare workers. So we spun up a month-long fundraiser, and we set a goal of $700,000 to be raised in that period of time, and we've already reached our goal, which is really exciting. One thing that's really become clear to me is how much we're all First driven off. by that mission of we create worlds <laughs> that inspire friendship. And I think it also says something about how much everyone cares about each other here. The fact that they are willing to put their money where their mouth is to support the quality of life of the individuals that work for the studio. I need to do more charity I streaming. think Bungie is amazing. I look at the situation that other people... <clears> yeah, it's just the next time I do one. I'm not going to be delete bills, my guardians. <laughs> to each one of us. I want to say thank you to, to come up with studio. something more creative. I had the great privilege to be part of this awesome team and this awesome yeah. company. And I just, I, I can't say enough about that. The thing that I've learned the most from this is doing the right thing and prioritizing people's health and well-being has a rippling effect. I think that we'll see that in the game. And I think we'll see that in the community for years to come. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. Happened? They, they hit you up with the feel good story to when they come on, they'll be like, well, we really don't have anything to <laughs> announce. We also do Seraph and also Season of Arrivals. There we go. We're, we're really 69 20. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> hey Ninja, what was that? Where did that picture come from that you posted in Spoiler? The Bungie website. Oh. One of their pages. That'd be awesome if we got that in the skybox. So are they going to start off by talking about the season or the expansion first? I, I think season. Yeah. I think maybe like a like a trailer for the season. Yeah, I think that I think that would be the best way to do is you hop, go in with the season and then you generate the hype. You always save the best for last. Give the roadmap. I I don't want to see a roadmap. No, you don't want anything. <laughs> You're just like I, like like I'm fine with like a trailer. Like you get a snippet of like the exotics, but you don't know what it is, and then like a snippet of like whatever the activity is, and like that's all I need. Like I don't need to know like oh like on the twenty fourth this exotic quest is gonna start. Like it'd be nice to just go in the just log into Destiny and be like oh you know so and so's got a marker above them let me go check out what that is yeah i think that's what i was hoping for with this last season because they didn't really show much on the world map but then there was just nothing and i think that's what really hurt bastion is knowing that we were gonna get it oh yeah because people thought that that uh quarters of time was something else 
And, and then it, when, it, when we started realizing maybe this was for Bastion, then people kind of were like, oh, great. Yeah, if they didn't know it was Bastion, that whole, like, event would have been oh, yeah. fantastic. Like, everybody oh, yeah. would have loved it, but since... Yeah, because everybody thought it was something brand new that Bungie didn't say anything about. So it's like, oh, what is this? What could this possibly be? But then once you realized it was going to be Bastion... I don't mind having, like, the times on when, like, hey, this week is Iron Banner. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, that, like, live events. So, like, hey, like, this is when this is starting. But, yeah, for, like, exotic quest lines, like, special things, kind of keep that a secret because then it makes, like... Five seconds! Happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Sony's, no. Uh, sorry, Sony's already watching you. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I just... Yeah, I just got uh, black screen. Streamed in. Done. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Beef, error code Beaver right now. Yep. The stream is Beaver disappears. Oh shit. Oh, here we go. Fuck is this? It's their uh, starting thing. Notifications. Oh. TV. TV. <laughs> TV, let's go. Whoa. New subscription based service. <laughs> you can only get this from Tess. Pre-recorded interview. Hey, Luke. May 2020. Uh, I'm Luke Smith, and I'm the Destiny 2 game director. Before we start the show today, we wanted to just acknowledge the circumstances and the unprecedented times we're in. Um, this is not how we had planned this several months ago uh, to talk about the future of Destiny 2 and, and, and reveal where we're headed with, with the team. Um, you know, the, this show's not how we planned it. We're building the game, not how we planned it, from our living rooms and, you know, basements and with our kids and our dogs and all sorts of stuff on our laps while uh, while we're trying to make this game yeah the uh this is there's like a there's like an inherent weirdness to this even the weirdness of you know this is the first time i've seen you oh good shot t-mac for in the last like probably three months and i don't know if people oh. know but outside of the show that is work like those are actually pretty close like we hang out we talk all the time our our significant others are buddies like uh and so yeah, this is it's like it's super weird just to see you in person. Yeah, not on yeah. a screen. Yeah, not on this little like Zoom I'm so screen tired of working from home like, now, it's just, man. It's just totally bizarre. Yeah. Um, this is not how we. Yeah, working from home can be depressing. Be more than just like it's fine to do it like you know stuff. once a week or something um, like that. But like summer, every we'll single day for the last three months, it's fucking awful. What we're up to. Yeah, you need you need human interaction in life. Well, here we go, boys. Ooh, is that a pyramid ship right off the bat? A drifter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck? Air you scoring. haven't seen this one? Oh, yeah, let's see this. Exo Stranger? Uh, yep, that looks like the gun, right? Yeah, looks like Exo Stranger. Oh my god. Maybe she'll have time to explain this time. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck? That's, that's, that's a pyramid ship. ship yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Let's go. What is this? <laughs> Damn. 
I like the snow and ice. It's gonna be lit. Yeah. We'll figure out who this third one is here soon. It's gotta be her. I hope so, man. That'd be lit. Yeah. It is, it looks like. Yeah. It sure is her. It does. Elsie. Damn. Wait, what? Is that her ghost? What is that? This is what I thought you had to see. Oh, I'm gonna say that shit. story. What the Beyond fuck? Beyond light. Huh? What? Fall expansion. So, uh, Luke, is it finally time to explain? <laughs> you know, listen, like some jerk said that the st we were done with the stranger story. And as you get back into Destiny and you keep like looking around. Thank God they brought her back. Cover, a character who says that Agreed. she's not forged in light and where the two of you meet, ground can break becomes a pretty interesting tool to, to leverage here in uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light and going forward. You know, it is the beginning of a brand new era in Destiny 2. This fall, you're going to discover Europa, a brand new destination, and one of the first destinations we envisioned long ago when Destiny began. This is the birthplace of the Exo and the site of a newly active pyramid ship. Okay. As a player, you're going to face Aramis, a fallen warrior wielding a brand new power born from a very ancient darkness. Like you, Aramis is a leader, but unlike you, she seeks revenge against the Traveler for scattering her people's once great houses to the cosmic winds. It's up to you to confront Aramis and her growing empire on the frozen battlegrounds of Europa. And it's up to you to go beyond and discover long dormant secrets hidden beneath. Sounds fucking sweet. Places lost to time, like the Deep Snow Crypt. Yes, there you go. That one I have Lore heard corner. Of. That one I yeah. heard of. Yeah, You're doing it. There's a lot. So more it is on Europa. Than you might imagine. Yeah, yeah that's weird. I thought it was in Celadus. Gameplay from Destiny 2. That's what Kate. Well, I guess he, Kate never actually said the Deep Stone Chris is on Enceladus. Yeah. Said something was. The alpha footage. End. I refuse to let it happen again. So what is this? They look like some Dex architecture. They look like harpies. Yo, what's up? Darkness resides within, beckoning you. This is a truth we cannot hide from, and so we must embrace it. Next. So is this a Fallen expansion? Yeah, it seems... I would say, is this a season, or is this still expansion? Fallen. I think this is still Europa. So... This will be in September. Yeah. The line between light and dark is so very thin. Let's cross it together. Darkness subclasses. <laughs> We're going beyond the light. We're going into the darkness. Oh, I like the light. There it is. Wield the darkness. Wield in. <laughs> yes. New subclass. Let's go. 
I will give these guardians the destruction they crave. Damn. Oh shit. That's fucking dope. It's pretty cool. My Seraph Tower is uh, fully equipped. Destiny 2 Beyond Light fully charged. All currently supported platforms on September 22nd this year. And it kicks off a new era in Destiny where players will discover the true nature of the light and the dark. Not just walking the thin line between, but wielding the darkness itself as a weapon with stasis. And we did just get like a very brief look at that today. And, you know, obviously we're going to end up showing more throughout the course of the summer. And the other thing is stasis, this new power, isn't just going to be Guardian supers and abilities. It's a brand new damage type. So that means it's going to ultimately sit alongside Whoa. solar, arc, uh, and fourth void one. as the first new element we've introduced to the game since the original Destiny release way back in 2014. This is a big deal. Like... It's a big deal to add this to the universe. Like, it changes everything. And it's a lot of work. <laughs> Today, this yeah, you got a glimpse of this, this new power, and it's it's definitely the pursuit and acquisition and, and the players' we back, boys. to it. It's something that's going to be woven in through the narrative of the game. Like The game is kind of a collision course between you and, and Aramis, and uh, we're going to show you Fuck a bunch you, Paul of more George. stasis later in the year. Because though we're excited about what we're delivering this fall, we did say that Destiny 2 Beyond Light was the beginning of of a new era. What does that mean? Well, it, it means that <laughs> we're thinking about destiny beyond just any given year and thinking about it over time. And so we want to take a look into kind of the long future of destiny. New engine? When you want to look ahead, like we're about to do, it all starts back at the beginning. What are we oh, looking I remember back? this. What are we looking back for? The opening cutscene. Yep. But why are Traveling. we looking back? We called it. Remastered, Remastered Destiny on um, PC. Remastered? How many Just times have you seen this scene, Sully? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Eyes up, Guardian. As somebody had never played Destiny, I would totally get it on PC. Same. 100%. Same. Guardians are Same. How about they added the D2? That would be amazing. Maybe that's what they're about to announce. That would be fucking huge. I love the what it's looking like, dude. They all bow Somebody remember Quota? I remember Quota. <laughs> we have slain Somebody in the chat put Dinklebot. Remember Oix? And now the Taken King comes <laughs> for us all. <laughs> I remember Oix. I remember Cade, too. He dead now. Bring this back. Just add mantling if you bring it back. Oh, yes. We thought we were indestructible. Emma Siva? Yeah. Please tell me that. Dude, that was my guardian. They used my guardian. <laughs> you are not brave. They stole it from you. forgotten the fear of death. Now they're gonna show us this stuff. Everyone in chat saying D1 and D2 on PC. Or C. They look, it's kind of looking like they might combine the two. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Are we even guardians anymore? We're saying the best story campaign. Wrong. Yeah. We should have been there. 
Any last words? The story campaign. Yeah, story campaign. I'm coming home. I just thought it was so cool that you thought it was just Tangled Shore, then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, wait a minute, there's another destination. Yeah, there's like a well. secret like city. Like, yeah, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's Member Riven. Yep. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Responsible for our collapse are coming back. We've been waiting. Salvation. I think she picked up that darkness subclass when she touched that statue. Yeah, I was just thinking. Salvation. Like uh, Drifter, Eris, and Exo Stranger. Like that's actually perfect for the next expansion. You're on. The witch, what? witch queen? What is this? D3. No D3. Confirmed. <laughs> side should always be taken. No D3. What's next year? 2022? What? Even if it's the wrong side. Lightfall. Whoa. Lightfall. So they're already coming out and extending oh, their expansion right Damn, they've got all Just kinds of shit. What the it's fuck? continue with the next major expansion, The Witch Queen, and Lightfall is going to kind of drive this all to a uh, to a moment. He didn't want to say and. These three releases represent <laughs> this new era. Destiny will never end. <laughs> These eras began really in 2014 with that era of light where, you know, players entered yeah, this is all for coming the first like time. Years they later, were resurrected, though, so. they went to the tower, they learned about uh, the things Stuff to look forward to. Of, and... You know, we, we exited that now, era uh, when That's we became gone. They're known to change now, courses, though. Coming out of an era of loss. Oh, yeah. Of our powers. Oh, that was Activision, though, forcing stuff, though, too. We True. We will be entering an era of darkness. And if it's not clear, we are all in on Destiny 2. Last year, we laid out a vision for the game that we wanted to build the definitive action MMO. Place it in an awesome, evolving world that you can play anytime, anywhere with your friends. We are still completely committed to this ambitious vision, and we're going to continue reaching to deliver it in Destiny 2. And to be clear, listen, I'm sure, like, over here in the Twitch chat, there's, like, you know, some mix of salt and space dad. You know, we haven't gotten everything right out of the gate. You know, for example, we've already begun working on changes that we're going to make to our seasonal model in year four to get a bunch of the FOMO that's in the game right now out of it. And this is a response not only to your feedback but just you know we took it in the wrong direction you can you can lay that at me we're also working on respect things like luke smith respect and that's He's always an experience took criticism pretty well and he'll always take the blame always valuable to you because it can earns respect from me a look for you to chase and we've got a bunch of other improvements to the experience that we're working on things like the quest lock's gonna get like another awesome revision. We've got like small touches, like a off-requested one. And I, th I think when we started Beyond Light, uh, this was one emo that wheel. I made to my exact. In, in emo the, wheel, uh, let's go. Yeah, getting a dark title screen back in Destiny so that the light white heat of the title dark screen title doesn't light screen. up the entire apartment at two a.m. So God. there are the small features, but then there's also some big features, and maybe one of the biggest is next generation support. 
I think one of the most exciting things we're going to talk about is the there game's it is. going to run at 60 frames per second and 4K resolution on the new hardware. We're also really happy to say that whatever content you already own or will own huge. in Destiny 2 will come with you to the next generation console of choice at no extra charge. I'm not surprised they're doing that, be able to upgrade no, to yeah, It's free to play, so it makes sense. And on Xbox, oh, and a lot of games are doing that, like Cyberpunk, yeah. uh, Madden, I think. If you own yeah. Destiny 2 expansion content on those platforms... It's like expansions go with it, too. ...by Beyond Light in September, you can keep playing on the same family consoles for free without yeah. buying the expansions again. We think that's going to be awesome. Does that work for cross You don't have though? to worry about busting up your friends list either. Probably because not. We're going to support intergenerational crossplay within each console platform. No way. As well. For the plat- for the console platform. If your your brother's playing on PS4 and your sister's playing on PS5, all three of you. Oh, okay. I see. Do I got the same you. Thing in the Xbox Cross generational crossplay. This year we're focused on intergenerational yeah. play. Hopefully next year we can finally do the thing and get them all playing together in the same ecosystem. Yes. So Shadowkeep was cool, and Shadowkeep brought back the moon and upgraded and enhanced it. And so we, we brought a destination out of the vault and, you know, spruced it up, and that's where you got to play. We're not doing that with this fall's destination, Europa. It's a brand new place you've never been before. And both the Witch Queen and Lightfall are going to also include brand new, never-before-seen destinations. These expansions so. will stretch out across a timeline that's going to bring much-anticipated enemies to the forefront and hopefully Sabathun. deliver some twists, turns, veil. Uh, that uh, we don't think anyone's going to see. I think that. she's the Witch Queen. But to deliver these big content oh, yeah, each and every year and keep building on top of our seasonal experiences while making technological leaps forward, we also need to make some big changes to the way we treat some of our older legacy content. Here it is. The stuff that... Maybe it's getting a little long in the tooth that you're not really looking at and playing anymore. You're like, not. D- Destiny, <laughs> Destiny 2 is a huge game. We there have it is. Destinations, 40 story missions, 54 adventures, 42 lost sectors, 17 strikes, 31 PvP maps, 7 raids, and hundreds of game systems that layer. Not enough raids, fucker. <laughs> could go on. And I probably screwed up one of those numbers. The fact is, the game is too large to efficiently update and maintain. We're on track to be like 115 gigabytes on PlayStation alone. And oh shit, that's nothing compared to Modern Warfare. We don't want to start over from scratch and build a sequel. And in order to make a sequel, we would have to stop supporting Destiny 2. Like, it would effectively go dark. You know, we talk about a single evolving world. A single evolving world. Not multiple evolving worlds, but a single evolving world. And we don't want people to have to start over. We don't want to have that loss of continuity with our game systems and our communities and all the players together. We don't want to put another number on the box. So instead, here's our plan. Each year, just as a new expansion comes out, we're going to cycle older, less actively played activity and destination content out of the live game and into what we're calling the Destiny content (laughs) vault, the DCV. (laughs) Moving content into this vault is going to allow us to add support for D2 for years, including Beyond Light, the Witch Queen, and Lightfall. This vault (laughs) is also going to allow us to take content from Destiny 1, do some work on it, get it ready to come back into the Destiny 2. There it was. So we're not just going to be taking stuff away. We're also going to be going into those classic vaults and kind of bringing some stuff back or unvaulting activity and destination content each year. Thinking about the greatest hits. It took the fucking Disney, Disney right? like, method. What's, what are the new tracks we can lay down? Putting it in the what's vault, something taking from the it past out of the vault. that was like pretty cool 
that could be made even better. More like a Fortnite method today. for video what games. Was, what does that look like? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that people. There's a lot of awesome stuff that They're the team has built over there. Old grades coming back. Of, yeah, I was going to say. Destiny and that Destiny 2 players <clears throat> totally have missed out on. Like later this year, Destiny 1's Cosmo Whoa. is coming back this fall. That's huge. That's the Cosmodrome. It's three strikes are also going to come back during season 12 and season 13. And part of the awesome thing here is a bunch of players haven't played Sepix. <gasps> Sepix yeah. was the strike from the beta way back in <laughs> Sepix, the summer baby. It is the, like, Sully. the oldest, like the definitive, most... The definitive, like, original strike that yeah. we felt, like, hit the right notes yeah, like, in Destiny 1, yeah. right? And yeah. we left all that behind when we made Destiny 2, and we're saying, like, we don't want to do that again. Well, let's not do that again, but let's also reach into the past and, like, bring it into the present. Do patrolling the Cosmodrome is going to be so cool. Maybe this year we'll see a, a classic raid come back. I think it'd be pretty amazing classic this year raid. to see Vault of Glass. Vault of Glass, I'm in year four. Confirmed. Vault confirmed. Champion Praetorians instead of just raid That's awesome. Praetorians. And kind of updating it slightly to the I've never context, done Vault. Uh, but still preserving that life. Oh, Vault is good. This fall when the expansion comes out, not only are we going to be bringing back Cosmodrome and not. adding Europa, Dread but we're going to look at some of that content that's been in the game for a long time. That Cosmodrome, hell yeah. That isn't actively played. And that's, that's when some of that is going to be vaulted. Well, after the show, we're going to have a much more in-depth article that you can read on our plans for, for vaulting content on Bungie.net and why we're uh. taking this unprecedented approach and what it means for the game this year and for the game going forward. We're also going to be conducting a bunch of interviews to answer your big questions, and we will continue the conversation. Nothing about the season coming up? Ongoing this week at Bungie, community, conversation. It's going to be a stinker well season, dude. There'll be a bunch of... Yeah, it's going to fucking suck. ...about this all summer long. You know, we've, we've placed a bunch of bets on that. See you in November, or September, whether boys. Whether it's the Traveler waking up, whether it's the yep, Stranger resolving, I'm telling you, you know, there's, there's so much more to explore out there. And so... We're going to start to bring a bunch of these threads home. And here's a look at the beginning of those threads coming home to roost. This there we go. Season of Arrivals. Oh, finally. I think dropping VOG this season would have been huge. Yeah, that would have been amazing if we came in Arrivals. The Almighty has been reduced to smoldering ash. And with allies like Rasputin, who can stop us? Oh. <sighs> Reddick. Why you guys say stuff like that? <laughs> From You're asking for it. Mercury, their shadow reaches. Is their message a warning? A trick? We can't know until we hear their Ooh. words for ourselves. Oh shit! Uh, this could be kind of cool. That's sweet. You will not. Whoa! Was uh, that a fucking cloud sword? They look like yeah, it. Look like it. <laughs> The darkness oh fuck, Bose! <laughs> interferes. Hey, Bose. The sister of the Taken King. Sabathun. Yeah. New dungeon. Sweet. So that wasn't a lie. We are the final. Hey, public events. Everyone loves those. Oh, I went back <laughs> in time. <laughs> you exotic quest. Whoa, that grenade launcher. Was that the Trials of the Nine space? It looked like it was uh, Reckoning. Yeah, I was about to say Reckoning. It looked like they were on the, uh, the, the, the Derelict. Yeah, okay. Uh, this could be kind of cool. So I'll play, I'll play some. I'll play this. Some of the weapons look pretty sweet. Any minute now at 10 a.m. Pacific.
So today, we looked at a bunch Any of minute, stuff. Any minute now, it's fucking half hour. Let's go into the past to see kind of how Pretty sure they showed off the Rage Lighter and Dark Drinker. Look into the future. Yeah. Just redesigned. Dark Drinker looks way different. We also talked about Beyond Light, which is the beginning of a new era in Destiny 2. Someone said Boltcaster. Pre-ordering's kind of your thing. Like the pre-orders are going to go live today. Like if you're if you're interested, there's some there's some sweet bonuses, and uh, you know that's that's Take kind my of the, money. the summary of the show. Uh, uh, fuck, I can pay Friday. I'm last pre-order. Where we're headed? Well, the season arrivals. We it's kind of like a prelude. You know, it's it's really setting up that story, and so we encourage you to get in and play. There's one more thing I totally forgot. Uh, so huh. today at 5 p.m. Pacific. We're going to launch a brand new dungeon called Prophecies. Wow, Prophecies Holy a dungeon shit. that involves the Nine. And that's kind of like all I've got to say about it. Because so is that eight? It involves the Nine, uh, yeah. To get yeah. to with it, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap. But it's got a brand new set of armor for you to chase. It's Woo. got some, some classic armor for you to chase. Classic armor. It's going to be at a really high power level, which means it's like a, a solid day's work plus a little bit of skill. To, to summit that mountain. It's free for all players. It's free for all players. I'm oh, fucked. And what? we're going to show you a trailer in just a second. If free you don't dungeon. See anything from the dungeon, just nice. click the little what? X. Or like I got to work. This is bullshit. And then, and then come back. <laughs> I'm fucked. I got to grind, dude. I think that's the business side, right? We're like there. We're, we've, think, think, we've handled yeah. everything. I, I wonder what the power I'm level is going to be. For tuning in and to, or the max power of this season. And just for playing Destiny and, and, and being part of this amazing community. It has. Oh, no. I'm like 980, though. I'm them powerfuls, man. Stay safe. Yeah, I'm going to fucking grind here at 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's a derelict. Yep. New dungeon prophecy. Whoa. Whoa. Cool. Looks cool. It looks cool. That's the armor. Oh, they're bringing about the Charles of the Nine armor. Yep. Oh, nice. I don't have any of that. That is what that is, yep. Yeah, I yeah, lost I it after I moved the PS4. And I know a lot of people have been wanting that to come back, too. That cool. armor was sexy. Up is down. What? Whoa. Some anti-chamber up in here. Whoa. Is that a sparrow section? It looks like it. This looks pretty fucking cool. Seek the nine. Cool. Who's carrying me? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, facts. <laughs> Shit, this mask number two. Me and Sully will do Dido. Dido Foundry. Oh, so, okay, so that, that fucking, that Reddit thing wasn't too often. They no, it wasn't. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it had all that. Wow, boys. That was it. That was awesome. Yeah, I heard that the Lupo is going to be interviewing Luke Smith after this. That's what I heard from uh, you, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I forget where I heard it from. Is it on Lupo's channel? So not a whole lot going so. on this season, like, shared this season, yeah, but... Can you put the ink in it? Yeah, Dr. Lupo, Q&A with Luke Smith after yeah, arrival. New dungeon. Was good. We don't have any paper to fuck. I would have not have thought new dungeon. Huh? Same. 
I thought it was going to be pretty, pretty bare bones again. Yeah, at least we have like another in-game activity that like. <laughs> yeah, we have like new after. armor sets that actually look great okay. to go after. Mm -hmm. I like how it's gonna have two. It's gonna, they said the old armor plus a new set. So I'm assuming yep. the old yeah. armor is the trials of the nine. nine. Yep. Yeah. And something new. So that's probably why they didn't want to bring VOG into this season. They'll probably use VOG as in terms of like a seasonal content. I thought for sure they were gonna announce that Destiny One and Destiny Two is gonna be like bundled together, uh, just as like Destiny. That, that would have been amazing. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, many I, we don't need to. Like I think that's why they kind of talked about like the whole volume their content. Yeah. Where yeah. then they can bring some of that back, and that's where they were like, "Oh, this is why we're gonna show D One because D One stuff is gonna eventually make its way into D 2 I'm excited to run Vault of Glass with you guys. That would be just great if like those old raids like once a season like they would just bring back like Vault of Glass for a season yeah, and then maybe Crow to Zen next season and then just keep swapping out old raids yeah. yeah yeah and then even if they take away some of like the old raids from D2 and that's what they would do yeah like, like swap out Leviathan for Vogue or something and... yeah yeah I would, I would be, be down cool. for that I'm on Lupo stream now yeah that's where I'm gonna head to is, uh... There he is. Lupo's the man. Is he already doing the interview? Nah, nah, he's just... Oh, yeah, Dr. Lupo. Yeah, he's just talking right now. <laughs> I love when Lupo does Destiny content. So it looks like we're gonna get Savathun this season, plus she's getting her own DLC. The witches, whatever. That shit was wild! Works. <laughs> <laughs> if, if nothing else, man, Bungie knows how to get people excited. Yeah, man. Yeah, they, they oh, do. I can't wait to I fucking kick Samsung's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's awesome. A huge number of announcements. Yeah, I'm. Damn, we get fucking Vault of Glass. Yep. I can run Vault of Glass again. Nightfalls is gonna, or not Nightfall. King King's End is gonna come back. The Exo Strangers back. King's End is coming back. This fall. It's Cosmodrome. Yep. I'm gonna bring. Hell yeah, bruh. And we're gonna go over the. Yeah, man, this is gonna be. This is a great move. Oh my god, are you seeing the view counter on Dr. Lupo's stream? Oh shit! I gotta look at that. It just I'm, went from like forty thousand to sixty-seven thousand. I was watching uh, King of Thalion, so I'm gonna actually swap over to Lupo. Yeah. I can't. I can't hear you. I'm really surprised Lupo's doing this interview, though. He's the best person to do it. There we go. No, we're good. Like 100. That was already done. It. He doesn't want to do it again. So, yeah, Dad. Anyway, I mean, Dad um, was just like, hey, Glad would have been a good person for, uh, to choose to, right? But Lupo uh, is so good out. at public speaking; it's insane. That oh, was, he is. That was a he lot, is, my friend. Dude, it was. Uh, I was. I was talking to some folks before it. Uh, I actually haven't watched the full thing until today. I checked the intro kind of late last night, and I watched uh, the trailer. We're going to talk about a couple times just to make sure I had <laughs> my ducks in a row, and then. You know, sitting here, I don't know if you saw, because, I mean, you know, you, you had me, uh, I was sitting in there, and I don't know if you saw on the camera, but during the initial eight minutes of silence, man, I was just having a hard time. Like, uh, you know, couldn't have done this one live, because I think uh, it would have been really tough to to come out of that, that you know, that, that silent, silent opening and, and get into promoting a game. Hmm. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know. 
I think yeah. I speak for a lot of people when I say thank you very much to Bungie, you, everybody the you know on the team for taking an opportunity to speak up on things that are important. I know I saw uh, a little bit of pushback from people in chat, and uh, while I do understand that you don't want your video games ruined, uh, some people did sit and stare at the Almighty, as I said on Twitter, for over an hour and made it out on the other side okay, so eight <laughs> minutes uh, honoring the life uh, of a man that has begun uh, one of the biggest That's movements true, we've though. seen in equality is absolutely huge uh, and can never be overstated. So seriously, thank you to you and, and everybody at Bungie for doing that. I mean, it means, yeah. I think, more than you guys realize. Yeah, the team the team did an awesome job with that. It is a uh, it was a shit ton of uh, to try to get back to to try to like pull myself back here. It is a shit ton of stuff we uh, we put on the table today. So, oh yeah, there, there's. I I want to say uh, I respect the fact that the the back and forth you and Mark side by side. Uh, I saw online somebody that was six foot one laid down between to make sure that there was uh, correct social distancing between the <laughs> chairs, uh, which was hilarious, uh, but appropriate as well. So. And, and it was, I mean, even the, so yeah, we, we didn't do that at Bungie. We, we ended up going to a studio. There were only like five people there. Everyone stayed really far apart. We had masks right up until we sat down and we put them in our pockets. And, you know, uh, I undersold the Mark thing a little bit. It's like the, my only regret from that is like, oh, he's like kind of a, you know, we're pretty close outside of that. Like, knows where the annihilate. He's like my, he's like my best friend. And so I felt like I cheaped him out a little bit uh, with my under, under, underselling of our uh, romance, if you will. Um, I'm sure he'll be okay. Now, before we get into the Q&A, um, I have the Beyond Light reveal trailer up, and I wanted to take uh, this opportunity to walk through it because you brought back the Exo Stranger. She's back, and there's a lot of interaction there. So if uh, when you are ready, I'm going to hit play on this, and you uh, yeah. talk me through. I won't have the volume yeah, all the way up on it. So Yeah, yeah just a little context before we, before we play the video. Um, when we set out to think about this expansion set and where we had been, you know, the, the, the last kind of massive event in Destiny was the end of Destiny 2 where the Traveler woke up and kind of, you, you know, you realize that the Traveler maybe hasn't been dead. It's been intentionally dormant because any action would result in, in this, you know, inevitability. And so, uh, you know, with Shadowkeep, it was really important to me that we start to pick up that thread. I felt like that was a really big ball to, to kick, kick and... Uh, you know, with something like the stranger, everyone watching Lupa right now. Europa, yeah. These are yeah. really yeah. things yeah. That, you know <laughs> I associate with you know early Destiny, and so another thing right. that we were looking for, even before we put, even before we hired a director for this piece, it was you know we want to you know reach out across all of Destiny's history and kind of pull some stuff together to say, hey, this is we're moving forward here, and the director we ended up tapping is actually the same director who did. The Destiny Feels One like Mars video. Uh, it's, it's a guy named Ilya. We've a bunch uh, over the years, and so anytime I, there's like a little homage, uh, it's totally intentional, and it's just part of uh, Dead Game. Part of uh, Ilya's genius. <laughs> yeah, Dead so, Game. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, totally. let's roll it. You got it. I'm surprised they had Lupo doing this. And not somebody that's of, still uh, pretty active in the community. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But he is a good right, interviewer, shift, public speaker, as Lurk said. Don't want them to be too threatening. Um, this shot here with the the, the drifter shot. Uh, this is uh, that is a mirror of that original kind of Destiny one, Destiny one intro. You'll see another one of these mirrors here where Eris takes a takes a takes a little tumble. That is exactly uh, you know meant to mirror the uh, the the, astro the the astronaut slipping. So if we pause here on the fire, oh, well, yep. so I'm a few seconds behind, but yeah, yeah a little delay. Here. I got it. Yeah, we were uh, we were really 
we were really thinking about how to how to do the the stranger uh, we we didn't want the, the reveal to be totally immediate um, but we also you know wanted it to be the kind of thing that the silhouette on a rifle would maybe tip tip the hand and we we entertained a bunch of different ideas here there was one great idea from um, Ilya and his team where she was in an interior kind of you know on a on um in a, like an ancient computer and um, that that looked awesome and we ended up going with the fire because the lighting the lighting was was better for for uh, you know concealing the character in the way that uh, we wanted to uh, I think also, a, a lot of people saw the gun and and I know uh, I speak for my chat for sure and kind of went nuts uh, almost instantly <laughs> as soon as the thing was on screen yeah as soon Everybody as I saw that, that gun very very quickly like, but yeah yep. this is a the 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 shot that was chosen for this is really solid. So then we another another thing we were thinking about was uh, to, to when we can we wanted to make things that we created for the trailer uh, kind of available to players and so I think we've taken some of these things and woven them into pre-order bonuses for the game uh, for for Beyond Light. Let's see if the pre-order bonuses are up. We do, we, we do all this work to model these things. And, um, <coughs> see what we think it's they awesome have included with it. it. So you're you're telling me and for any anybody that's misinterpreting that. Uh, a number of the things, the ships, the sparrows, that kind of stuff, is going to be available as potential pre-order bonuses for Beyond Light and things That's following that. Steam page, so yeah, I don't have it. it all stored totally in my brain, um, but I think, yeah, I, I mean, for sure, uh, her weapon, uh, and um, I believe the sparrow is part of it too. Nice. Um, the ship is the ship's fucking awesome. We wanted to give the drifter kind of, a, you know, a different, a different pod. Like some of the fun of doing stuff like this is. You know, getting to take characters who have really familiar aesthetics and give them something else. Like, I, you know, I remember Mike and I talking about, like, well, if Eris is going to kind of be trudging through the wilder, the the frozen wilderness here, like, can we give her some, you know, winter gear? Like, kind of, you know, when you see your favorite characters from Star Wars, they have like different wardrobe changes. You're yep. like, oh, the Han Solo parka is awesome. Like, I totally, you know, what's what's Eris's version of the Han Solo parka? It's not as, it's not like Han Solo parka. It's it's like an Eris parka. Um, That's going to be an official Destiny clothing piece in the future, I'm sure. It doesn't look like it's up yet. Yeah. On Steam. Probably need to update the, like, Steam so, servers. Uh, so here, if you uh, so you can see as Eris is walking, there are these these crystals emerging, and you know this is indicating that she is, you know, this plus the final scene from Shadowkeep, the kind of post-game sequence, is really indicating that Eris, uh, a character who has been, you know, very anti the notion of the darkness, has maybe started to explore the edges of it, and is. It, Are you guys getting a buffer or? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. I was like, did my internet crash? No, it's on Lupus. I thought the same thing. She may be wielding something a little bit different. That would be cool uh, if Airs uh, the stranger. This even looks and, like almost a clue um, into uh, Drifter would become like the anti vanguard. Um, but yeah, that this. Was I just a, refreshed like, it and it popped back up. Um, yeah, it's good now. You already know I'm siding with the darkness, the dude. Trailer, so. Oh, of course. <laughs> Uh, this this notion of taking our time was was really important, not because of all the reveals, but because you know sometimes we'll have the marketing pieces, like these pieces that we put out that 
are really bombastic and, and you know the the pace is really fast and i think the dungeon trailer and the, the like early gameplay trailer are like punchier and quicker and you know we had this we have we, we had this long cut for this piece uh and then we had a shorter cut that was i don't remember the exact time and when when people watched the shorter cut we just didn't feel like it was giving the whole piece enough time to breathe and of course the five minute cut is like like you know, that's like Mike, Zach, and I, like, you know, being like, oh, like, you know, it can be long and slow, like a Kubrickian movie or whatever. Like, and so we find some, we find some, like, reason here. And I think that we did get to this, this, this really nice, this really nice length here. Um, this, this, this is meant to show an uncomfortable. An uncomfortable meeting between between three characters. Uh, the yeah, the, the dismount for the stranger and into this thing that uh, emerges from her. Uh, that that object, I know we're gonna have a lot of questions about, and I'm not gonna talk too specifically about them. But um, the stranger is not forged in light. The stranger does not have a ghost. So that's not a ghost. That is not a ghost. Maybe that's the darkness's version. Uh, of that is that is something ghost. different. I thought it was a ghost. You know, that's what I thought. Uh, that that's kind of that's kind of where we're going to leave that for for yeah, now. Yeah, it maybe is, that's oh, the darkness version. Sure of it. He, not a ghost. He just said it's not a ghost. Um, yeah. Towards the very end, she has a line, um, and if I can fu- go back so, and scrub the the nine made ghost. It's a weird it's, uh, about bringing sea them, them here to see the Dorito, one of the the pyramid ships. Uh, are we to they assume it the that they send that back and forth that Drifter, Eris Morn, so natural, and though. the Exo Stranger have a previous interaction history? Um, I don't think it's assumed he that there's a previous Dorito. interaction history. I think when we were when we were putting this 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 piece together, we were thinking about who is the kind of who are three characters because destiny, you know, often happens in factors of three. Who are the three characters who would be most interested in the power? Um, the power of of the darkness and the drifter with all of his you know embrace the darkness you know all of his like gambit chicanery is a is a great fit um we had an uh, and then eris of course is kind of uh is kind of also a pretty great fit and when i was think i mean this 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 whole idea started with the stranger so she was there from the beginning because i felt like uh anytime that you're going anytime you want to explore something different like the darkness like like i said on the 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 video like a character who's not forged in light and a character who's like forerun who's like you know kind of kind of you know pointed at this notion that the collision with the player would would break ground uh felt like really good opportunity and i know i know people have been waiting a long time to to see her again and um i think that's you know i think this is a, a a great time to do it yeah you could that i think that's an understatement um as one of the characters that we've we've i don't have time to explain why i don't have time to explain why we've wanted to see that for a really long time um the uh the thing that's not a ghost literally been waiting uh, since vanilla outright are we gonna be able to obtain something similar uh not this year not this year not this year are you implying in the future that it would be potentially uh possible i I mean it's certainly it's certainly uh an idea that we're that we are are considering because i think that the I i think it's 
Yeah, what are they talking about? It almost looks like a little Amkara. Look at its like leg, like tail behind it. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about the thing that's not a ghost, and that you can probably get one, but not this year. Super cool shit for players. Yeah, it's something they're considering. You know the the strangers. I think if they're gonna uh, do like Horde versus Alliance and Destiny, uh, Light versus Dark, it's pretty super cool. But, That'd be cool. You know, our, our be a really good way to get a lot of people to play. Is just uh, they, to have they usually factions. do. Don't worry. Uh, Again, between when that could be you know, an interesting concept for the raid. Like you have to have three light and three dark. Strangers, you know the big gap <laughs> I don't know in time to be fleshed out. As to you usually have to stay within your faction. You know where they went, all that. No, she's she's gonna kind of debut in Beyond Light. She's not going to be a part of the Season of Arrivals. Just wanted to check. All right. That's good. It's your time. Let's do it. Well, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity to go through the Beyond Light reveal trailer. Uh, I think I speak for uh, a lot of people when I say, holy crap, you guys are very good at cinematics. We appreciate you taking the time to to do everything that you've done with that. But uh, it is time to get into the nitty-gritty. And as you told me before, and I want to make sure that people understand this, uh, none of the questions that I'm going to ask you were pre-canned from Bungie. You didn't give me anything. I even told CJ, uh, no, thank you. I'm good uh, because I wanted to Luke do Smith drinks do. Could to represent the community. Uh, the all all great people do. Me, so thank you very much. Uh, I was about to say, he looks like the poster the boy for somebody that drinks uh, with, Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> talking about in-game live events. Uh, we saw the I'm sure he's got a bag of like Cheetos as well. Bungie, uh, proving you can do in-game Doritos. globally synced live story events. Very, very cool. Uh, many players, though, were frustrated by the duration of the event and the level of communication around when viewing said event would be essential. Uh, will Bungie be doing more live in-game events going forward? And if so, in what ways are they going to be changed from our first experience with them? So I, I think that that's an awesome and totally, totally great question. Um, the the way I've been thinking about this event, uh, which, you know, I think you said really well, is technically, technically awesome. And uh, once it kind of hit its stride, I think it's fucking cool, too. But the, uh, the, we have these Lego pieces, and I think the Lego pieces with things like how do you, how, yeah, what's the timing of an event? What's the, what's the way that, that players come into the world? How do they know when is the best time to be there? Uh, you know, I think about this in terms of concerts, not Travis Scott, but like if you actually go to a concert or a comedy show or something, doors are at 730, but if you're there to see, uh, if you're there to see a comic, they probably don't go on to and so I think that, you know, once you learn that, you're like, okay, that's fine. I think we could have signaled all of that better. And uh, at the bare minimum, we've got to signal it better. But I also think there's, a, you know, a compression that we could be doing with the time that we're asking people to chill there, too. Um, follow-up, if there are future events like that, uh, is there an opportunity for players to maybe be uh, a little more hands-on with the mechanics or, or the event playing out? Because I think a lot of people... Uh, while they did go through and do all of the the bounties and 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 uh, and public events to gas Rasputin up, it very much would have been nice to be able to even just in this case go to the Almighty, maybe disable a portion of the shield, uh, any anything like that where there is an interactive moment because people often felt like they just sat there and watched. I really Rasputin should start getting ready for work, but I just work can't. Into before that. Uh, with no payoff. Oh, I think that there's, there's two things. There, uh, and I think they're both great pieces of feedback. Like the first one is uh, what's like the kinetic action game part of this? Like how, how do I get to feel like I'm, I'm more involved uh, actively, like on the controller or on the keyboard? And I think that, that's awesome feedback. And we should, we should. That looks like the master sword. The second thing I, w- I would say is it's also about how can I very clearly understand the, the impact thick one? of my or the community? No, the one that was in, they, they just changed it, the so, B-roll footage behind you know, him. What okay. is the, like, it just changed other, slides, other but the guy had a sword on his back. 
I think it looked a little bit like uh, Throne Cleaver. Yeah, kind of. Actually, feeling you know on your director and your skybox is everywhere. Is a thing that's that's building up over the course of the season, so that when you see those missile streamers traveling at you know physic physically real time, but maybe not like action game, uh, that you're like, yeah, we did that, and and so. I think those are both those are both awesome awesome notes and awesome pieces of feedback. I think the other thing was because this was is a kind of our first one, uh, it was it was really meant to fe- just be kind of like I think someone said it really well, um, a, like a cinematic you were watching with other people. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Better management from from us for for next time. Uh, a lot of people in my chat are touching on crossplay, so I'm going to bring that up just super quick to get clarification so they understand. Um, my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that. When the next generation of consoles, the next Xbox and PlayStation release, there will be cross-play within the same net, you know, the same ecosystem. So Xbox, uh, you know, Xbox One and uh, the you know the next tier and PS4, PS5, uh, those will be able to interact with each other initially, but not uh, cross-platform between the two. Correct? Yeah, the intergenerational cross-play. Yes, um, and then going forward, uh, Mark specifically said that. The goal is to achieve full crossplay uh, next year. Uh, yeah, that's that's our target. We've we've been uh, we we've been signaling crossplay for a while. Um, we had some that's nice other technical priorities this year, and we want to move on to. to yeah, probably the cross generation play will probably be a nice test for them before they want to go full on on it. Destiny two is the platform. So that's kind of smart to just have it go and then have it. I won't bring up crossplay again. Test the bugs before just launching everything and have it be a disaster. PC Stadia all together? Um, yes. There you go. There you go, chat. Um, okay, I want to swing back. Uh, talking about public events, bounties, uh, Seasonal Worthy on the PvE side felt like that was a majority of what we were asked to do. It, it became, for a lot of players, uh, relatively monotonous. Uh, I mean, doing millions of these things, and that's the only thing you could do at the time to further the story is kind of frustrating. Uh, what is the plan going forward? Will seasonal content have a stronger variety of things to do? Uh, so we're, we're getting the feedback as we keep going. So one of the things that I associate with um, player feedback around season of the worthy is an intentional. So basically season that, 11 is exactly I, the same, which is uh, we want to refuel aspiration in the game. And for yeah, we kind season, of already figured uh, that out. I think the, because you could, we can only do, you know, one really well, we aspirational dungeon, thing, so. which shows to do trials. And so PVE aspirational players I'd rather run a dungeon over and over than left cold by the lack of something to, something to to care about at the top end. Uh, we've I'll rectified that for season eleven um, with the dungeon that comes out uh, today at five. Uh, and so we're we're making sure that we have that. With respect to like the the bounties and the the amount of bounties players feel like they have to do, uh, this is going to be a continued a continued area of improvement for us. Like we have stuff that we are planning for year four that is going to um, give players alternate ways to make bounty-like progress on their season pass. Like the, you know, that I think can lessen the burden of making it feel like you can, you have to, the best way to play the game is to grab the random bounties till you get the one for the lost sector and then run in and out of it over like that. You know, that doesn't sound like a super fun way to play the game. So we've got to, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to get better here. Um, you mentioned that Season of the Worthy obviously had Trials. was a big aspiration. Uh, yeah, for Season of Arrivals, you have a, a on, that sword. On, uh, which begs the <laughs> That's question, the sword. is there a cadence internally about PvE Looks versus like the PvP master sword. for new content? Is, is, should we expect the back and forth 
uh, each Probably season? Zoom, is there going to be, like or, or yeah, will it be split between both sides uh, going forward for each subsequent season? Uh, it's not going to be uh, necessarily like a back and forth sawtooth. I think that we are we've talked about wanting to do uh, a, a refresh to trials every year, um, and I, I don't know that we've said exactly. I can't keep it all straight. I don't know if we've said when we're doing the next one. I uh, I do know when we're doing the next one. Feel free and to think, say. No, I, I think that we uh, just checking. You know, we talked about we talked about um, the PV time. Man, I wish I could just jump on that scene right in now. That, uh, in that video uh, that we just watched, which is you know in year four, we're going to have uh, the the raid that comes out with Beyond Light, and we're also going to have uh, a raid that returns from the Content Vault, and so we'll have at least two raids. Uh, you know, we'll have two raid activities next year, and. You know, we've got to figure there out. There will be a raid returning next year. You said a raid was coming back from the content vault. Uh, which raid specifically? Fuck VOG. Yeah. <laughs> There's an <laughs> update uh, on Steam for Destiny. For anybody. There you go. go. And, and, and play there. Fantastic. That's, uh, well, he said um, there was a new raid coming out with season of uh, the yeah, new raid. I'm yeah, running vault expansion. Yeah, glass, uh, well, yeah, but it'll probably like be scattered. So. Dibs on running artifact. Um, so uh, change gears again, real quick. Uh, hardcore players uh, of Destiny, of which, especially on the streamer side, I admit that, um, and I, I'm trying to not be content creator focused. I'm trying to look at everybody. Yes, a lot yeah, of hardcore non-content creator players as well. Uh, they enjoy highly no repeated content. I'm going to use Diablo Mine's as an example. One right now. You have an so unending you difficulty scale in which you can continue to to get rewards uh, all the way yeah, forever. Same the game. Uh, that may not necessarily fit into the, yeah, the Destiny structure, but GM Nightfalls were added as an even harder difficulty. But the reward structure for that was essentially a title that you only after went after once. There was, uh, uh, with the exception of a small period of bug rewards, yeah, there was no, no reason to do those uh, yep. over Masters. Going forward, is yep. there a plan to give a longer-term carrot-on-a-stick mechanic for players in that situation that have done everything? It, uh, and a suggestion, thank you to Datto for making this video, uh, was that maybe you can have titles that level up. Someone so said in the little uh, chat you know, that it's temporarily at capacity, though, so we might two, get level three, level four. You. Something that will people something to do so you can show that they've dedicated a whole crap load of time to something and it, it doesn't affect the way that the game is played. Yeah, the uh, that's a that's a great suggestion. I, I I'm pretty sure we're doing something like this um, starting soon, which is the it, it might be starting as early as season eleven. I, again, like some stuff moves around in the calendar, but. Um, like gilding titles is a thing that we are we are working on and, and, and planning to do is, is one thing. I think another thing with an activity like the GM Nightfalls, which uh, I think have a number of really awesome properties, uh, we're going to be enhancing their itemization uh, during year four. I think that, you know, uh, sometimes we're not totally sure how a thing is going to go. Like we try, we do a lot of experimenting in this game. Um, and maybe, maybe sometimes it feels like we do too much, but you know, we are thinking about that reward story for uh, GM Nightfalls. So oh. I believe we can enhance that. Uh, the server is lit. And to make a build, I think that uh, I think that we have. I'm just going to let it play there here. To, hear to make build crafting a little bit more understandable, and then I think figuring out how do we how do we keep how do we take experiments like the the cool stuff from uh, this season, season of the worthy, and and leverage the, those awesome things across the game. Like that's you know that's we got to do more of that. Like when we find something that's super successful, like how can we 
how can we double down on it? Like that's, you know, we place bets and when the bets hit, you know, we have to double down. Uh, the player base has always had kind of a complex relationship with paid seasonal content and destiny. Uh, the question, is it worth it? Uh, I see often asked pretty quickly after the first week or two of, you know, the, that man, this is brand new. That rush wears off. Uh, should players temper their expectations when it comes to each new season? Should we be focusing uh, more on the larger expansions as the target for uh, highly repetitive stuff? I think that this is a line we're still gonna we're still gonna have to find. Like we have a we have basically a battle pass that for sure has uh, ten dollars of value if you think about if you're like thinking about value. But I think we also uh, ask players to play the game a lot, and so. You know, I think this year, uh, you know, we, we we overstruck the FOMO nerve, and that's you know completely, completely on me. That's that's my direction and discretion, and I think I, I you know I led us astray, and we're gonna we're gonna fix it. Um, the other thing that you're asking though about content, I think we have to we have to continue to to evolve the way we're thinking about content. Like again, this year we had a bunch of really cool stuff. Like rescuing Saint fourteen was a cool quest line that had a bunch of bunch of good elements in it but i think that we we ended up making you know a lot of six player arena type type activities and you know you can you can lay that at, at my feet too like i think that we we need a more you know diverse offering in our seasons imagine a season where you have you know we're not doing this i'm just saying imagine a season that's all about a handful of exotic quests so you have a bunch of cool quest lines that season and that's the primary thing that you're doing i think that we've we've got areas to to improve here and we uh you know, we need to do it and we're, we're, we're going to do it, but you can, you know, you and the community can always lay, uh, can always lay the blame for the stuff that you're unhappy with, uh, directly on me. And, uh, you know, it, it, if it's awesome, the team did a great job. And if it, uh, if it's not what you wanted it to be, or it's not as good, you can, you can, you can blame me for it. Uh, there are a lot of different avenues in which people express their frustrations and, and joys, uh, from destiny. You have a there's a team within Bungie that is responsible Man, for monitoring the game all those things, right? Yep. Oh yeah. The uh, our our community team and we we have a, a bunch of surveying that's <laughs> happening, kind of kind of you know, I'll say passively in that it's you know technology that that's you know surveying surveying reactions, seeing how people talk about the game, and so uh, you know we're always we're always looking at that stuff, and then our community team does an awesome job of showing us showing us what's going on. Uh, in the game because it's you know it's not always you know it's not always the place you want to send your team to go you know out into the wilds to uh collect Hoswell Jones coming in September 22nd focused on that as their as their job um with projecting a roadmap all the way out to 2022 uh it does seem more and more like Destiny 3 is not going to be a thing is there ever going to be a Destiny 3 during year four, Destiny first uh, wave. Uh, I'll say we're not planning to make one. You know, you know, we believe really strongly that we want to build the future of Destiny inside of inside of the Destiny two game. Um, so you know that this is uh, this includes this all is, PVE attack activities. So probably is Minaj is to continue with to uh, integrate Destiny maybe one the, content uh, back into Destiny two. You just say to bring it back VOG. Uh, Cosmodrome is returning, and in addition to that, is it going to be uh, a lot of people Hall. complain? Uh, and this isn't just to Bungie. This is to a lot, a lot of different games that it's you know reuse uh, reuse of the same content over and over again, a copy paste of old stuff because there may not be an opportunity to innovate. Maybe you don't have you know chances to to build new things, or maybe it's laziness. What's the? Can you explain the thought process behind bringing that stuff in, and if we should expect 
the D1 content to, as a whole, return to D2. Uh, so I playable this fall, including one set in the Deepstone Crypt as Europa as part remake of the, the Destiny launch. launch. If only it was so so simple as Control C, Control V. We're not going to remake Destiny, <laughs> Destiny One's campaign in, in Destiny Two. We, uh, we'll probably never do that. But when I when I think about the content that we've built to date, I do think there's a bunch of really awesome stuff. That's that awesome. Is, you know, I always said Deepstone Crypt, do it. Time as, as we've moved on, and so I think the Destiny content vault's an opportunity to you know, selectively pull things out of the vault. Like I, you know, I will speak for myself as a player and not with my, my team, but the idea of a ship landing, like heading toward a strike and hearing the voiceover, you know, Zavala as we go to that Imperial land tank outside of Rubicon would, would make me laugh. Uh, that would, that would bring me some joy. And so I think we have content that can, that can, you know, touch our players in that way. It's also a balancing act because you want to keep making new awesome stuff too. And that's not just limited to our players wanting us to make new awesome stuff. It's also about, you know, our, our development team wants to make new awesome stuff. And so we've got to find, we've got to find the right line between, you know, some of our playlists feel like greatest hits, you know, uh, and our, our world feels new. Got to read so through that. Keep, keep exploring that. Uh, in the future, will Bungie have, uh, or maybe put forth a more concentrated effort to bring, more of the lore directly into the game for a more cohesive narrative. Uh, an example is, uh, I asked before stream, uh, if anybody knew the name uh, of the uh, the Scion Flayer that was in charge of trying to crash the Almighty into the tower, into Earth, and pretty much nobody knew Amtec's name unless you read the lore. That's one of those things about the game where if you're not constantly staying up to date on all the little pieces, and that's an RPG element that should be respected, but having that stuff put in front of you is very important. Is that going to be something we should expect in the future? Or are we going to continue to have to, even just for main main plot points, to have to go to the Grimoire and read? Uh, I think it's I think it's a mix, right? Like, Aramis is a character, I believe, that we, we summoned from, from the history uh, of the game. Uh, and it also depends on, you know, how our our lore, which is largely looking into the history uh, and and how 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 the the lore the the narrators contain therein sometimes reliable sometimes um how that relates to what what we're doing um we do have we do have a plan and vision for for where we are trying to take this story and you know we may find uh the lore super valuable in some respects and in some respects it may be uh, a zag because uh narrators maybe aren't always as reliable as we think they are um with the destiny content vault becoming a thing and retiring uh, a portion of the current Destiny content, there's going to be people that will say that they feel like they've lost money or wasted money that they spent on content that, that they can no longer play. While I understand the utilization and the reasoning behind it, it obviously makes sense if you can't you know, update and patch your game uh, in, a, in a timely manner. Uh, what do you say to the people that feel like they will have uh, wasted money on content they can't access anymore? Uh, I think it's, I think it's totally, um, that's totally an acceptable feeling. What we're, what we're trying to do, I'm not going to tell people how to feel, or what we're trying to do is make sure that we can continue to grow Destiny 2 in the direction that we want to grow it. And we want to give people plenty of noti notification, you know, more, more so maybe in the future than we are this year with what is going to, with what is going to go away. And the other thing is, is we want to, we're, we're setting this up in such a way that the content is going to go free in its life cycle before it goes away. And so it's not like we want to avoid situations where someone pays for something and then it just like, Oh, poof, it's gone the next day. Like that would super duper suck. 
but the some of the, the harsh reality here is you know content that we're we're pulling out of the game this year vaulting if you will is is, is some content that's not, it's not some of it's lesser played some of it's lesser lesser realized I don't, I don't think a lot of people are um, way through these days. And even though I think the Red War is cool, it totally represents a uh, a chunk of a chunk of effort from our team, a chunk of effort from our players, and certainly a a, a period in, in Destiny's history. You know, uh, we have to we have to excise the past to continue to, to continue with the future. Uh, with stasis being added, I'm just going to ask some direct ones. It is a brand new subclass. So there will be four per class, correct? A brand new subclass, four per class. What do you? Sorry, what do you so mean? So you have oh, arc, yeah. void, there solar, be, stasis. Yeah. Yes, and uh, the, a little. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll break into jail here a little bit. The um, these subclasses will be different than how the current subclasses are selected. They will not be locked diamonds. They are going to be a, a brand new. A brand new model that allows for much more player choice and flexibility than the current Arc, Solar, and Void subclasses have. Um, and this was something that was really important to to me and really important to the team. So it's going to be a, a different way to customize your 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 Guardian than it is today. Uh, those customization options are those going to be integrated back into the current three subclasses? Uh, that thing I said about experiments, like we want to see how uh, we want to see how this goes. Like we, you know, I think I think our desire is to get to a place where players have much more flexibility with their with their subclasses than uh, than what they have today. But also uh, that that means that if we should someday decide to break up the subclasses in Destiny, um, that in Destiny Two, we'll we'll probably make some some stuff that some stuff will probably go away as well. So. We're taking that really seriously and thinking about, thinking a lot about it, but right now focusing on stasis in the new the new paradigm. Uh, is there any concern around homogenization between subclasses or balancing? Now that you're going to have four with sub, you know with with options underneath that. Yeah, I think homogenization is uh, an, just for me uh, kind of an ongoing concern, but it, it, it's really hard to to make something that competes with you know turn into a tiny god and run around and destroy everything. Uh, which is what a bunch of our modal supers are, and uh, so we've got to figure out what's excuse me what's the right balance for the for those things. You know, I think that in um, I'll kind of just uh, talk out of church here for a second. I think that the relationship between the supers in Destiny One was maybe a little bit more interesting than what we have today. Or today, the classes do kind of have similar versions of the same supers. You know. Um, and I think there's an opportunity for us to pull them apart a little bit more than they are today. Uh, but you know, that's the thing we again take really seriously. You know, people people might identify as you know, like I am only a uh, spectral blades hunter, uh, aka a douchebag, and um, <laughs> I just strip people. Oh, wow. take that. So rude. Um, a number of different questions were have been brought up around sudden setting and the plans, uh, how that's going to be implemented. Uh, so I'll just hit you with a couple of those. Will there be a completely new set of weapons in the loot pool after each sunset, or will we be collecting our Better Devils version three? Uh, I have to look. It's going to be it's going to be a mix. We're going to keep updating that world pool. Uh, I think we we had a blog post about that with, with a mix of the new. We're also the team's actively developing a bunch of new traits or perks, and so I I I, I hope that what I I hope that we do. Uh, I think we can do better than it's the same better devils you had with the exact same 
girls like go and get it like that seems uh that that seems you know that seems you know below our potential i think we can do better um is sunsetting being implemented as a way to force players to shake up the meta within both pve and pvp uh, it's not being implemented to force players to do it. It, it has a knock-on effect of, you know, as as max power level uh, goes up, certain weapons, you know, will fall by the wayside, and um, at least in, in high-level competitive activity. And uh, I think that has a number of, of good properties, even though I also know that some dissonance for our players where, you know, wielding a gun in Destiny is different than wielding a staff or something in an MMO because the staff is basically just glorified stats. And our weapons team, you know, curates each legendary, you know, very bespokely. So it's easy to find a gun. I hope it's easy to find a gun that you fall in love with and that you love the for and uh the idea of that that going away it, you know or that that not being viable twelve percent of activities, I guess, is uh is is hard for people to to reconcile. Um is SRL coming back? Nothing to talk about right now, but uh, I do know that people miss it. Um, I, I think that um, I think that uh, it's a good question. Keep asking. Uh, do we have an expectation on on yes or no and timing, uh, especially with crossplay in the future for dedicated servers for PvP or hi- a higher tick rate? Uh, that that we should uh, we should follow up with a technologist. I am definitely not the person to ask uh, about tick rates. The, my English degree doesn't do a whole lot of good there. Dedicated servers, though, like the Destiny infrastructure is built on a PvP or a peer-to-peer platform, and I don't know that I don't know that we'll migrate the game to dedicated servers uh, ever necessarily at this point. You can say no; it's okay. Not that you have. I'm just saying. I said a version of no. It's a soft no. Uh, Yeah, we we see you. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, Any plans for more Whisper or Outbreak type missions in the future? You know, uh, secret missions wouldn't be secret if we talked about them. Touche. I think everybody can can be okay with that and kind of read into it a little bit. I'm sure they're smart. Um, any plans for? I'm going to ask a couple easy ones because I've been hitting you with some tough stuff for a little bit. Uh, any plans for beards uh, on on characters at all? People keep bringing up beards to me. I mean, listen, as a as a furry you know furry faced uh, dude myself, something like that would be cool, although a little weird to put on my uh, female characters. Um, but uh, we're we're in the process of redoing face custom, uh, like redoing our face pipeline all together right now, and um, you know maybe maybe someday down the road. Uh, any plans for like a uh, an auto dismantle on on blue drops? No, I mean nobody's really keeping those except for maybe one or two one offs. Uh, a, a chance to just have those get filtered right into the the butter churner as soon as we pick them up. <laughs> I think the real question, although uh, you know, again I'll break into jail here. The real question is. Uh, Hey, when am I going to start using greens and blues again? Uh, and and you know, uh, I think that's a that's an interesting question because right now we have a bunch of the colors that in fact aren't used. And so, uh, you know, that's my inversion of that question. Uh, don't worry, that the thing I'm talking about is not happening this fall. Uh, but that is that's a that's a real design question we ask, which is you know, uh, why do we have these other colors if uh, we're not going to use them? Uh, what's the reason behind some of the the blanket weapon nerfs? We have outliers uh, like high impact fusions, 150 RPM hand cannons, 140 snipers. The entire weapon class uh, gets punished because of uh, uh, one or two individuals. Is there a reasoning that that's the way that that's done? Um, I, I think historically, uh, I'll, I'll look at hand cannons because 
because you know I think that there are a weapon people care a lot about. Um, the hand cannons would all get touched. Um, uh, you know they would all get touched because of technology. And so what we've what the team's done uh, this year is they have uh, they have broken out the hand cannon tuning by RPM. So you can touch a 150 instead of a 180, et cetera, et cetera. So we're we're trying to we're trying to make that better. Um, regarding PVP specifically. Uh, what's the team's design philosophy behind what their current long-term PvP pursuit is, and what should we expect for PvP specifically uh, in, I would guess, I would say both Season of the Rivals uh, and the next expansion? That feels like a, uh, a big question. For, it is a very uh, big question. For us being out of time, that's a, that's a big one. Um, we should, uh, we will, we will, we will uh, get something in front of players. This Perfect. Uh, Committed. How, mu how much longer do I have you for? I, I really got to pee. I got a rat, man. <laughs> All good. That's fine. Um, like I said before, there's a whole ton of questions here um, that I had. I tried to hit as many as I could. Uh, but thank you very much for your time, Luke. Sincerely, uh, it, it does mean a lot. I mean, the, 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 you could have just not done this, uh, which, I mean, I don't think anybody would have been happy with that. But hopefully uh, people are uh, accepting of the response that you gave. Again, go to the bathroom. Luke, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your day, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me, Luke. I really appreciate it. Of course. See you, bud. Yeah. So there you go, chap. Luke Smith, game director of, uh, of Destiny 2. Uh, and I think I probably ran him further past the time that I originally had for him. So hopefully that was good. I tried to ask as many, um, as many questions from this massive list that you guys uh brought forward hopefully if any other channels are restreaming this i hope uh i did what i could uh to to answer your questions and, you know field your hopes expectations for the future there's a lot that came out of that uh a lot of people in chat uh were talking about cheating uh and i i'm gonna be very specific i completely ignored that question because there's no good answer from luke um they've talked about it a bunch of times they're gonna they're doing everything that they can just like every game every develop all right um so i'm gonna go ahead and end the stream uh i'll have this up on charge shot sometime this week and until then i'll see you next time